Today I wanted to talk about Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. I don't know anyone who doesn't know Mark Cuban, but it's okay if you don't. I'm going to tell you about him really quickly. If you don't know him or are not familiar, Mark Cuban is the billionaire owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He is a uh, former tech founder who sold his company to Yahoo uh, years ago. And he is a prolific investor. I believe he says he has 250 plus investments. He's also the star of Shark Tank. And indeed, um, Shark Tank's ratings have were never higher than when he was on. So uh, he kind of leads the, the charge there. And he's also become a friend of mine in a way, uh, you know, definitely um, we went from acquaintances, you know, to partners. So I guess uh, business partner and new friend is how I would describe Mark Cuban. We're not having Thanksgiving dinners with each other, but I feel like I can at least be myself around him and I can um, speak my truth and I hope that he feels the same. I wanted to talk about Mark for a f couple of reasons. One was because l yesterday's episode, I talked about um, institutional investors, high net worth individuals. I talked about the types of people who invest and and who I want to see do well by by hopefully what will be me doing well. And I didn't mention Mark in that because um, it didn't come up, but I think it's important that he gets his entire, he gets a, an entire episode about him, because I haven't done this before. Last year, I wrote about this, or I'm sorry, it, it was written about, and we spoke about this, and Wear Your Voice, W-E-A-R, WearYourVoice.com, which is a, which is a, a blog and journalist site. And we talked about then, made very clear, that Mark had put in a million dollars into a fund that I could invest out of as myself, personally, in, um, uh, autonomously, and where he was the sole LP, meaning that he was the only investor in the fund, and I had some some small details think that you know, that we had to adhere to, but other than that, I could invest in whatever I wanted. Details being, no investments over a hundred thousand dollars because it's a one million dollar fund. And the point of it was to invest in underrepresented founders in the same way that I had been out of backstage. In addition to that, I made the des the decision to co-manage this uh, fund with my backstage uh, crew, our team, our investment team, because we make investments out of backstage. And so this was um, an opportunity that I wanted to bring. Outside of that one million, I had raised about six million for backstage. So that kind of gives you the context. I had raised about six million between 2015 and 2019. And I had, um, we had deployed all of that. So I want to tell you about what that fund looks like, but I also want to tell you that this summer, 
Mark Cuban came back to me after I had deployed the first million because I deployed it over a year. And he said, I mean, it was really just, you know, an email. He said, uh, let's do some more. And I believe the email was actually called ready to do more question mark. And I said, sure, of course I am. I'd love to. And he put in uh, a f- a five more million. So six million total is now that total ma- um, assets under management that I managed for him. And then another six million at Backstage with all of that being co-managed by Backstage. Now this would be just sort of a kind of a the end of the story I think for anybody else and I think it would be probably not talked about openly if it were anyone else. But there's so much here to unpack and I won't I won't go in I won't make this an hour I promise you but there's so much here to unpack. One thing to note, as you've probably done the math, Mark's capital represents half of what I have under management. Half of what has taken me at least five years to accomplish, which we know because we just celebrated our fifth year anniversary at Backstage. And if you really think about when I started, started, it's almost a decade. So on my own, bit by bit, person by person, six million dollars raise mark cuban six million now you may say well he's a billionaire so six million is you know that's his tip (laughs) he gives people a tip hey you can be a billionaire um we don't know what his bank account looks like we don't know what how much of that's liquid we don't know how much of an impact it is and and the the point of it is doesn't matter if he has five billion dollars sitting in his bank he he's giving you know uh his own personal capital you know what i feel about um institutions who have billions in the bank and who give us crumbs. I think what this is to me is, is, an, is an impactful amount because the whole reason I wanted to record this and Mark doesn't know I'm recording this. I, I know there's no you know mandate to do so. The whole reason I wanted to record this is because I was just thinking about people who put their money where their mouth is. People who like step up to the plate and instead of just talking about it, they beat their being about it. So we know that Mark is not only investing directly in underrepresented founders. He's not only employing people. He's not only, you know, I'm not talking about the basketball players. I'm talking about the people at his company. And I'm talking about the hundreds and hundreds of people who work at, uh, at his uh, arena, um, you know, being a big part of that, them having a job. Um, they're... He's not only doing that, but he's speaking out online. He's 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 calling out people. He's losing fans. He's gaining fans. He's he's just being himself when it comes to it. Because I think deep down, and maybe he said this out loud, but I just think he knows. He has to know. Most of his team, his Mavericks team, black people, black men, they make the Mavericks. They make in the NBA. You know. Remove all the black people from the NBA. What do you have? I don't think you have anything. I don't think you have much to to speak of. So he knows where his bread is buttered. And on top of that, he's a good person. And I think, you know, he's, it's hard to believe because I don't think of, I don't think of him with an age attached to it, but he is 60 plus. So he's had a lot of time to to be around and, and sort of 
become grounded in his beliefs with a little flexibility that I see there. He still is grounded in, and his beliefs tell him it's a good thing to be good, a good person. It's a good thing not to take certain people for granted or to think that you have some sort of superiority to someone else. So that's all to say that I know because he said it to me once, but he only said it once. I know and because I feel it and he, he, he acts on it on a daily basis that Mark invested this money and is trusting me with this money and is trusting the team with this money because he understands that Black Lives Matter. He understands that um, he is privileged and he understands that the the economic implications of not only standing me up and giving me a platform by which to increase my personal wealth and 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 um, platform, but that ripple effect and that catalyst, that catalyzing effect. So, a couple of things I wanted. What I wanted to do is um, first praise him for that. <laughs> you know, I, again, I'm not kissing any butt. He didn't. He doesn't know I'm doing this. He may not ever hear this. I'm gonna send it to him, but he may never hear it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing this for him. I'm doing this for everyone who wonders how they can be an ally to someone. So what I want to do is, uh, uh, maybe talk a little bit about the fund and answer a couple questions um, that I've had over the years for over the past year for people who do know about the fund. Haven't made a big deal about it outwardly but it is it's part of our day-to-day so one thing to note is is a six million dollar fund there's only one lp mark wants to be the only lp in this fund he doesn't normally invest in funds he has in the past but he doesn't really like it the reason he doesn't like it i've asked him is he loves the game he loves directly investing in fact when i met him for the first time which was at twitter house at south by southwest in austin in march of 2019 we were backstage, we were supposed to speak on stage. We went on to speak on stage and interview each other for Twitter House because we both tweet so much. And before, as I was meeting him moments before we went on stage, I think he was getting uh, makeup or he was getting like padded or something, just, you know, blotted on a chair. And I asked him, uh, and maybe he wasn't, maybe I'm imagining that, maybe he wasn't. <laughs> he might have just been sitting by himself, but I just had this vision of him sitting in, a, in like a director's chair and I'm, and I'm standing. And I said, hey, do you ever get tired of like the inundation of companies and pitches? Because Shark Tank, it just takes it to a different level. I can't imagine. I get pitched every day of my life, every second of my life, but I can't imagine how much he gets pitched and how he can sort of measure who is there for what reason. And without hesitation, with nobody else around, there was no there was no crowd to appease. He's, he smiled real big, you know, and he said, no, I... I would never get tired of this. I just love it too damn much. I love founders and I love startups. And that's kind of the vibe that I that I've just held on to this whole time. So um, the fund is a $6 million fund. He doesn't normally do fund investments, but he's doing it for me and, and other people, I would assume. And um, yeah, I make autonomous investment um, I have autonomous investment ability some of those investments are group effort um, but the most part they're they're solo some of them um, go through our investment committee which is always 
robust and, and active collaboration between myself and people at backstage, including Christy, Brittany, and Chacho. Some of it is just me having a strategy and, and all and making investments. Made, let's see how many I've made. I wouldn't know the exact number, but I've made probably uh, 20, 20 investments out of, out of that, mostly $100,000 and we'll continue to do that um let me talk to you about a couple things that i think is special about this and again it's it's not just to have a it's i guess it, you can get it both ways you can, you can listen to it just like practically and just understand the logistics of this type of fund or you could also hear the sentiment that i'm trying to get across and the sentiment part of it is normally with a fund with a venture fund or with an angel fund or family office fund any of that you would have, in this case, a 2 and 20 model, which means 2% management fee of what you have under management, in this case, $6 million, per year um, as, like, your expenses. At the 20 is the carry, or carried interest is what it's short for, which means that's the profit on the profit. So let's say that uh, a $5 million fund returns $15 million over the years. You give back the, the original $5 million to the person who invested in you, you take the remaining $10 million and you take your 20% off of that in a 2 and 20 model. You give them 80%, you take 20%. That's usually how it works, and that's what uh, every fund that you know about is doing. There may be 1.5 and 15, it may be 2 and 25, it may be 1 and and third, it, you know, there's a different combinations, but the, the majority, I would say 70% or so, are 2 and 20. From your Andreessen's down to your, to your $1 million seed funds that are just getting off the ground. Well, Mark said to me that he wanted to do something that was more so. So what we do is I don't get... Uh, the management fee yearly. I don't, you know, make any money off of it. Just pay for it. Pays for expenses. But I have a higher carry than normal. I have a higher carried interest or profit uh, of profit than normal. And let me just say, like, <laughs> let me make a fine point about this. That is not normal, uh, quote unquote. It is. It is a very rare occurrence. It is a beautiful way to incentivize us both, of course, but it is basically his way of being the most manager, meaning me, friendly partner he can be. He has no mandate to do this. He could easily have made it the regular 20% or even less. But from day one, he said, I want you to have more of the riches that you go out and procure for us. You know, he didn't say it like that, but that was the Arlen spin. And that was my first clue. That was my second clue. The first clue was him saying, I want to give you a million dollars to invest because that's what I want to do. My second clue was the carry, the negotiation behind the scenes with no cameras and no uh, hoopla that for a year and a half we have not spoken about publicly. That to me is really, really something. Second piece was, he said, 
um, you have autonomous investing ability here. I, I can make investments all day long. You go out and I want you to bring me back the best. And that there's a dignity to that and to the carry um, and to the way he negotiated. Let's talk about that for a second. So Mark Cuban is formidable. He's tall. He's uh, an athlete, so he's kind of a big guy. He's rich. He's famous. Um, I, I've never been on the, the other end of him yelling at me, but I've seen him yell at people on, um, on uh, Mavericks tapes, uh, referees, so I know he could probably intimidate in that way. Mark Cuban could negotiate anything he wants in the situation that we're in because he has all of the leverage. This is something, if you take nothing else away from what I'm saying, take this. And I know some of you will really relate to what I'm about to say. Mark um, argues with me respectfully. He doesn't cut me off at the knees and just to win, which he could so easily tie my hands to do. I'll give an example. There were two different threads going. I'm not going to say what they were because that's our business, but there were two different threads going a few months ago where I had misunderstood um, so, so, some dynamic, some piece of the, of the puzzle, uh, of, the, of the fund, and it was going to affect you know, me having to, it's going to make me a little uncomfortable financially. It was going to affect something because I just didn't understand it when we signed. And I thought, oh, okay. So I was going to have to kind of move some stuff around and, and it was going to pay off later than I thought. So that was happening. Then this other thread the same day, same week was happening where I was showing him a deal because although I have autonomous investing ability, we do talk about deals all the time. I maybe show him 20, 30% of what goes into the fund. I may also then show him many others that don't make it to the fund or I, I may bring something to him that he might want to invest in himself. You know, that's part of it too, that he might want to do directly. So I had sent him something. I don't even know what company it was. I sent him this company and in true Cuban form, he was very short. <laughs> and he said, nope, don't like it. it. Sucks. Not good. And that happens nine out of ten times, to be honest. He's just like, nope, don't like it. It's not good. They're crazy. They don't know what they're doing. And it's because he's seen so much, and that's what he believes. And he's stubborn. And and we we, we argue a lot because of that. But it's uh, you'll see what I mean in a second. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I go back with him and I'm like, no, but this is why they're great and you're not seeing it and da da da. Didn't mean I couldn't invest in it. It just meant his opinion was I don't like it more and I'm not going to invest more. I'm not going to do more than that. So I was like, you're wrong. And he was like, you're wrong. And da, 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 da. So we go back. So then I knew for sure because I had seen this happen in so many other places with other people with big egos. I knew for sure that the other thing that we were negotiating on the other thread with his legal team and everything, I knew that that was, I was going to lose because, you know, he has the upper hand here and he is, and he's not very, you know, receptive to this, to this deal that I'm sending him. So he's going to say no to that. And he's going to say no to me. Well, he writes back in the other thread and instead of making it a back and forth, instead of making me have to beg, although I would never, um, instead of, you know, throwing his weight around or, or shutting it down or anything. He says to his legal team, he says, 
if Arlen thought it was going to be like that in good faith, let's just make it like that. Let her have it. She gets that she gets that deal point. That that thing on the deal that she thought was the case. And I was just like, I mean, it wasn't, you know, make or break. It wasn't going to be anything huge, but it was just such a dignified. Um, oh, how do I put this? It was such a mono and mono, you know, forgive the pun, I guess. But it was just so human and so decent of him in a world full of indecency. <laughs> especially given his power and given his position and and also just given the fact that so many you know white men be frank you know so many white men think that they're allies but act but treat you differently behind the scenes and i've seen it so i that was like the third thing that made me think wow wow you you fight fair You've given me all the tools I need to fight across the, the the arena with you rather than, you know, lower like lowering my stills. It, it was just so, 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 um, it was so wonderful. And I don't, if he is listening, which again, I don't think he will because this is longer than I would think he would listen to. But if he is, it was just so surprising to me. He probably doesn't even remember what it was, but it was so surprisingly and surprising in a good way. And from that moment on, I said, oh, this is the man he is, and this is how we're going to interact, and now I understand. So don't get me wrong. I still still send him things, and nine out of ten times he says, nope, hate it, don't like it, it's not good, bye. <laughs> um, but he's never rude. He's never, um, you know, it, never out of turn. He knows, I know Mark knows that, that he... I'm outspoken. I'm going to stand up for myself, and I have. But, you know, here's the thing. In case anybody's listening to this and you're like, well, he's invested $6 million, half of your assets under management. Of course you're going to say he's great. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Can I tell you something? If Mark took away his money today, I'd be okay with it. I don't want that to happen. That's a shame for the 50 plus companies that would get his investment, but it's no money has ever bought me uh, or, or swayed the way I think about a person. And so this is just from my heart and it's just something I want to say because I spend a lot of time saying what's wrong with this industry and I want to tell you what's right with this industry. So we've invested in some really cool things. I'm very excited about those things. I learned a lot from Mark. He's like a, a human encyclopedia. If you've ever seen him on Shark Tank, you know that he knows a lot about a lot of things. I once um, saw him with Backstage Team. We, we flew to Dallas from, from all over. This was last year, I think. Flew to Dallas. He met with six or so, six or seven of our portfolio companies from Backstage, not from the new fund. And over a two-hour period, he listened to them pitch. He gave his feedback. And every single company was in a different industry. And he just had an encyclopedic understanding of all of the industries. There are certain, certainly things he did not know that the founders were able to teach him uh, or correct him 
but uh, you know, to be steeped in that eighty percent of 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 knowing this and that and going from one topic to another within seconds is just very very impressive. And so that's another thing to know about him behind the scenes. If you ever imagine that maybe some of the Shark Tank stuff was scripted or that you weren't quite sure about his acumen, um, I've seen it in person and we have other witnesses of like, he's just really sharp and it's, it's, it's kind of fascinating. They actually should do a, an episode where it's just him and he's just like rapid fire one after the next. He's talking to founders. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, he's done a couple other things, you know, small things where he's said a sentence or two that just really help. Um, like one time he, you know, he said something to me, um, recently that was like something to the effect of, you know, you're kind of leading this and I'll, 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 I'll take your lead here. And I thought that was really great. Um, so yeah, here are the takeaways. Mark Cuban is, in my view, a good guy. Uh, Mark, keep it that way. <laughs> so many times I've, I've lost some friends because people, people that act a fool. But I think at this point you, you figured out who you are. Um, he's putting his money where his mouth is. He's putting his mouth where his heart is, and he's, he's speaking up for people. So these are things that you can do as an ally. These are things that you look for in an ally. This is things you can do as someone else's ally, even if you're underrepresented. He is very invested in my future personally and, and, and me doing well and um, and is a positive force, I think. Um, we've got on to make some pretty big, you know, deals in other ways that the, the outside of Mark's deal and with other people um, but just like anything the people who were there first before before it was cool are the ones that I'm going to think about the most and, and really respect and really appreciate and value um, yeah I, I, I know some of you have listened to this whole thing because you some of you do and I appreciate you let's do a let's do a code you know I'm not on Twitter uh, very much because I deleted my Twitter account. I deleted the the app. I should keep saying account, but there was the app on my phone, which I was on all day long and wasn't like on it and looking through it and just, you know, feeding off of it. But I would in the background have it or if I got bored for one minute between calls, I would, would check on it, mostly to check news or to check comments and I just had too much, so I, I, I deleted it from my phone. So now I look at it maybe once or t once every day or two um, to catch any important things. But So you can certainly do this on Twitter, but I won't see it immediately. And you can do it on Instagram. We are going to do a code word. If this is your first time hearing this, this is just me giving a, a random word that tells me that you have listened to this episode. And I just look around the room wherever I am when I record and I pick a, a, a word and I'm going to pick runner, runner, R-U-N-N-E-R. -N -N -E the reason I'm choosing runner is because I'm staring at Kite Runner, the book um, by Khaled Hoshini, 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 not really sure how to pronounce it, but I tried. Uh, I read this book a decade ago, 
my roommate had it and she she told me to read it and it was it's one of my favorite books I've ever read that's um ever and then very one of the very few uh fiction books I've ever read in my adult life that wasn't for academics a beautiful book anyway whole point of that is uh I guess go listen to the runner or pick up the runner kite runner book but more importantly for this podcast is that is the code word you just put that in a comment you put it randomly you say it at me or you email me with it or when you see me next time out in these covid streets which will be a year from now um talk to me and say runner that just reminded me christy on my team she quotes jay-z and she's like how about a how about uh uh a day after nevuary or the 5th of nevuary i guess he says that. <laughs> that's why i feel like the next time i'm going to be out in the streets okay i'm rambling now i appreciate your time um thank you mark again i don't know if you'll ever hear this but thank you and i don't say it enough i don't i, don't, I certainly don't say it enough i could tell you that but i i appreciate you in the macro so 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 much I know we go over details here and there we have this and that but the big picture of what you've done whether or not I have uh, 12 million under management or 12 uh, a billion dollars under management one day um, the fact that you do what you do and it, it, it helps me do so much for other people and not not charity it's all sharky and for profit i just love it i just love it and i appreciate it so dearly and um i appreciate you affording me such dignity in this in this uh setup i think that is the most important part of it and i i hope you do it continuously with for others i will certainly pay it forward as I try to do daily and if you're a founder listening to this and you're like hey this is a great story where do I get the money <laughs> it's like it always has been you can go to backstagecapital.com we have an application process we have an office hours sign up um, you can you can meet us in many different ways but check it out I'm so so grateful we have about a thousand companies in our queue right now so give us a little time especially as we go through the election and the holidays. But 2021 is going to be fire. We've invested in this year, we will invest in at least 20 companies, if not more, probably closer to 30 because of our syndicate at backstagecrowd.com. Check that out if you're an investor. I'm going to go now. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And um, there has been absolutely no justice for Breonna Taylor to date.